Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast back again. Logan Paulson and me, Craig Hoffman, just talking about football every day this week (laughs) in microphones. The nature of a short week, Commander's Bears tomorrow 8.15 8.15 p.m. Uh, our pregame coverage starts, well, it starts in earnest at 4 with the Hoffman Show on the Team 980. And then the simulcast, and we flip over the branding, if you will, to the Take Command pregame show at 6.30. All of it live at Tap Sports Bar, MGM National Harbor. But we got a podcast to do first, Logan, to get everybody ready for the Bears in podcast form. And before we even get into Chicago, I want to just talk about what it's like to play on a short week. Uh, as a media person, it means you do a lot of podcasts in a very condensed space. Right. Uh, as a player, though, it is, it's intense. Like Recovering from an NFL football game is hard, and the amount of prep that goes into a game from a, a mental and a strategic standpoint is immense on a regular week. What are those things like on a short week? Yeah, I always, I always was not a huge fan of the short week. Obviously, you get the days off afterwards, which is always great. You know, Santana was telling me the other day that he loved Thursday night game, and I was like, why? And he kind of was just like, because we get a mini bye week, you know. And so there is that. There's the light at the end of the tunnel. But I always hated the short week because I felt like it really threw off my prep. It wasn't even about the recovery so much. It was the prep. Like it just everything's accelerated. You haven't really flushed the last game, and you're kind of into the next game. And I just felt like I couldn't cover all the stuff I wanted to cover. I couldn't own the game plan the way I wanted to own it. And I couldn't prep like my opponent the way I wanted to, to prep it, right? And obviously, it's tough because you're, you're losing, what is it? You're losing three days, four days. So it's, yeah. it's, it's challenging to kind of make sure you get everything as you want it. So um, that for me, I never really liked it. It's kind of the same thing you're feeling here as like a media guy, right? Like I haven't watched as much Bears film as I normally, as, as I would have, or I can watch because I'd usually do that on Wednesday, but we're doing the podcast, you know what I'm saying? So it just, it kind of accelerates the whole process. And, um, and I just found it very, very challenging to feel truly ready. And then God forbid you have some type of injury or Nick, or, you know, I, there was one year we played the Vikings in 2013, I had a torn MCL and like that thing just hurt 
like all get out the whole week. It just barely felt better for the game. And then it felt worse on the following Friday. So it just, it, it is a challenging thing. Um, like I said, the only benefit that I see is that you get to, you're kind of on to the next one right away. So after a tough, tough game, it can be helpful, but I just, I was never a big fan of them. Yeah. The mental side of it, uh, and the preparation I think is so interesting on a lot of fronts. Um, you know, your game plans and we'll get into a lot of that stuff as, uh, as we go, obviously. But I think that there's also like, there's just an exhaustion mentally of like not having time to yes. flush the last game. And, um, actually during the, um, during the press conferences yesterday with Sam and Ron, um, and I didn't get a chance to watch them, uh, but you know, I do a radio show and obviously that means we listen to the audio. Both guys just sounded exhausted. And that was like to hear a very tired sounding head coach and a very tired sounding quarterback to me spoke to the fact that they did not let their foot off the gas after that Eagles game. Like one, that was an exhausting game mental, mentally, physically, and emotionally, but two, you then immediately have to start preparing to feel that you're remotely ready for this team. And so, you know, we were, we were talking about this with Michael Phillips on Monday on the radio show. Like, you know, everyone thinks that this is going to be an easy game because it's the Bears. And yeah, the Bears might be the worst team in the NFL, but on Thursday night football, man, like just you, you throw the records out, you throw everything out because it's it's not like it's almost not an NFL football game because like the preparation that goes into an NFL football game is not possible on the schedule that you are on for Thursday night. No, I agree. I think um, it, it, it does. It feels very different. The, the mentality is very different. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you're surviving the game as opposed to thriving in the game. At least that's how I always felt. You're, you're kind of, you know, it's like, Oh, I, I don't remember exactly what this formation is let's try to get there and then oh my body's a little sore i don't have that extra gear not that i ever had the extra gear but you know what i'm saying like hypothetically Rel relatively Re speaking. relatively speaking exactly. you don't have logan's fifth gear even if logan's fifth gear wasn't quite uh some other folks fifth gear that's right so um it it is it does it does feel very different the other thing it's like you're coming off this really emotional overtime loss and how do you emotionally process those stressors i think is another big one because it, it's so it, it's so close to the game and I do think that there's a lot of truth to this idea that you could anything could happen because maybe the Bears are feeling really high and maybe they're prepped for the opponent week before transfers better to this opponent. I don't personally think so, but there's a lot of different factors that go into it. And uh, it's just about who's going to kind of be the more mentally tough team and who's going to be the better perfect, like the, the better pro and figure it out on a short week. Yeah, so I think it is worth mentioning, and we'll talk about the psychology of each team and where they are in a second uh, before we dive into the details of the rosters and the formations and, and the personnels and all that kind of stuff that we always yeah. do. But the Bears are also coming off a really heartbreaking loss. Like yes. They were up big at halftime, blow a second-half lead. Um, they have a fourth and one late in that game where they could have kicked a game-tying field goal. or I don't remember what this, this whether it would have put them up three and then the Broncos tie, but like, what, what ultimately would have resulted in them going to overtime with Denver. And then they're driving again after that and Fields throws a pick to seal the game when they're really close, if not already in field goal range. So, you know, the Bears are coming off a pretty bad one on the loss standpoint, and they have yet to win a game this year versus the Commanders, like have a kind of a bounce back performance in a loss to a very, very good Eagles team 
where they, you know, in soccer, there's, there's some ties that feel like losses and some ties that feel like wins. And this was almost a loss that felt like a win in some respects, sure. because you have that late tying drive and then you wind up losing it in overtime. Although the way the locker room reacted afterwards, maybe not, you know, that well, might I mean, they, my own, they, they might not feel my own emotions, way. but like, yeah. I think there is in terms of which is better the yeah. ones that the bears threw away. Like, so in addition to the interception, they also had the sack fumble on the keeper where he's trying to throw the ball away. It ends up being a, a fumble oh, yeah, yeah, return yeah. for a touchdown. So it was like literally a, that's a 14 point swing right there in a game where they were up by two scores. I want to say so they were, it, yeah, that, that was a messy end of that game. And especially because they played so well in the first half and we'll talk about that more in a second. But if I'm the bears, yeah. I'm like, man, we can't get out of our own way. And that's what showed up on the film anyway. Right. Yeah. So you have like that emotional side of it. And then, then the other part of it too, is like, what, you know, if we say this Thursday night thing with the strategy and whatever, like, does it actually benefit the better team roster wise? Because you take some of the game planning and whatever out of it, because there's not enough time to install it. And if you're just going to line two teams up and say, Hey, figure it out, go play football. Does it benefit? Like, does it, does it serve as an evening out mm. or does it serve as this is a huge advantage for the better roster? And if that's the case, then like Washington should go out and win this game because they do have the better roster at this point. And I, I haven't studied enough Thursday night football trends to yeah. have a feeling, but like, you know, when you played on, on either side of that equation, like, how did you feel about it? I mean, I really, I, cause I never really was in when I played into like, who's favored, who's not. I was just like, right. we got we to get out here and, and play a good game. Um, I'm trying to think I, you know, my, my success rate on Thursday night football was not great in my career, but um, <laughs> I definitely would assume that it favors the better roster, but in this case, I'm not sure that it does because of all kind of the weird stuff that Chicago does. It, and by weird, it's not like, you know, they're running like the wing T or something like that, but they do a lot of stuff offensively and defensively that's enough of a wrinkle that takes a lot of time to prep, and you're never going to get like a mastery of that in a two-day walkthrough kind of Thursday prep. So I do think that there is some stuff here, even though this roster is better, that Chicago just does that's part of their DNA that it's just it's annoying to prep for in a short week because you'd like another couple of days to get ready for it. Like, for example, if you're playing Philly, you don't even really need to do any prep because you know exactly what they're going to do. Like, you, you're familiar with them. That's a divisional opponent. Maybe that's a bad example because they're in the division. Um, you know, maybe the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs have run the same offense for the last five years. So when you played them last year, you're like, oh, I know that. Oh, yeah, this is what we did last year. Oh, that worked really well, and it makes it really easy. Here, Chicago. Or if you're if you're, if you're Washington <laughs> and you're playing Kansas City, it's like this is. Hey, guys, remember training camp? Yes, exactly right. And so with this game, it's just like they do enough different stuff that I don't think it's the 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 benefit of having the superior roster does not carry as much weight in this game because there's a bigger mental load, I would say, um, offensively and defensively. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, the last thing I want to talk about before we get into that stuff in detail, and we keep hinting at it, I promise yeah. we will get there, 
is kind of the psychology of where each team is at at this point yeah. in their season. Um, because Washington, I still feel like probably like defensively, they're like, we got to figure this stuff out, but you know, Hey, we're, we're getting close. Like we, we like certain things we're doing. Um, offensively, I feel like the confidence is probably high, but what's it like to be on the other side? Like if you're Chicago coming into this game, you're Oh, and four, you thought you finally had one. And then it slips away. You throw it away. Probably is how you feel about it. If you feel yeah. them, based off what we were just saying, like how hard is it to mentally bounce back and and get up for another game on a Thursday night? That quick turnaround. And what's it just like to go to work every day when you're on a team that, frankly, is not very good? Yeah, it's tough. You know, when I was up in Chicago, we were not a good football team. You know, like we we were we were having a rough go when I was up there as well. I think we won two games or three games, something like that. And um, it's it is very fatiguing mentally because you come in and you have to kind of be at least this was my thought you have to kind of be the same person every day I have to be a professional I get here at the same time I do the same film study I do I, I am I am like that that's my schedule and no matter how bad or down the team is like I'm gonna finish in practice I'm gonna you know be upbeat but it is at some point you, you ever heard the saying like fake it to make it like that's kind of how it feels like every day yeah. it's like false enthusiasm false this because you kind of know that you're not a part of a good organization a good team and you know the good organization thing because like all that drama that's going on with the dc and all that stuff that's happened up there it's just it's not great and it's and it is very stressful very fatiguing um and it's and it's hard it's hard to kind of get up for each game and unless you have a like really solid leadership group and really strong coaching staff it can get really sour really quick and guys not through no fault of their own will just start going through the motions quite frankly because it's like i'm getting paid got to make it to the end of the year my contract's up i can't get hurt and then you kind of start playing for next year and obviously it's still early in the season you know oh and four you can still kind of do some stuff here and turn the season around but you know one more loss and it looks completely different and you're kind of like maybe you start getting into that more and especially with a young quarterback, I think it's it's exceptionally challenging. It's 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 tough when you're playing in that environment every single day. It's not it's not fun. It's I can't even like it's like if it's like if you knew everyone in your in your company was going to get fired at the end of the year. That's kind of what it feels like. How like yeah. how would you perform? You would be like I'm going to do my job as well as I can because I don't want to get fired. But everybody else is in trouble, and you're like it, it's it's just this like there, there's this there's this looming. Uh, ominous cloud that unless you start winning football games is always there every single day yeah you you're like that light at the end of the tunnel is a train it's, yeah not and it's a not good great. time yes, it's not um, great. and by the way like something unique to sports because nobody roots for corporations um well maybe some people do but that's maybe a different podcast anyway the point is uh I, we had a caller that called into the radio show uh yesterday who lives like commander's fan who lives in chicago and he's like what you have to understand is up here right now the fan base is already like over this season because they've got the first round pick from Carolina yeah. and their own. And they're like, what if we pick one, two in this draft? Yeah. And like, it is a loaded draft. Caleb Williams is sitting at the top of it. You could wind up for a franchise, by the way, who I, I, I kid you not. And Logan, you might know this, uh, but for, for commanders fans who thinks we've had a bad run of quarterbacks here in Washington, we smoke the Bears. 100 and whatever years of Chicago Bears football, the best quarterback statistically they've ever had is Jay Cutler. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, Jay is far and away statistically the best quarterback they've ever had. And, like, they don't, like, 
Mitch Trubisky is like a top 10 all-time passer in Bears history. Like it is, it is insane how bad their luck has been with quarterbacks slash how their skill in evaluating the position has been. So all of a sudden you can finish this season dead last, not only pick up Caleb Williams, but also draft Marvin Harrison Jr., who might be the best receiver to come out in a decade to pair with him. Like, oh, that's the best offense the Bears have had in 100 years from day one, yeah. possibly. So, like, there is there is real angst and anxiety and, and I would say hope for being bad. But if you're a player on the team and you feel that from the fan base, like, that can't be very fun either. So, no, it's, um, tough. It's, a, it's a tough situation there in Chicago. Do not wish that on anybody. Um but, but that being the said, commanders like you got you can't you can't just be like all right, well then we're good. Like yeah. they're, they're pros out there trying to trying to turn yeah. this around and trying to win games, and it's not going to be a walkover. <clears throat> Absolutely, and I think that's one thing fans often forget. It's like oh, they're playing the Bears. You know, when I was on bad football teams, like you didn't you knew you were on a bad team, but you're in a job interview all the time, and they always talk about how like pro scouting departments watch your last three games of film. So I was always. I was always in my mind, this needs to be my best game of my career every single week. And there's a lot of guys that approach that way because it's ultimately it's a business and it comes down to money. And these guys, they understand that, the, the Bears guys, no doubt in my mind. And they're going to play hard because they want to still be in the league next year. So, um, And this is a good opportunity. I think they uh, offensively, I think they probably look at the our, our defense and say they've got some talented pieces, but they're susceptible to big plays. And we were able to crush the the Bills and be in a game, or the Bills, the the Broncos, finding big plays and defensively, maybe we can steal a couple here and there on a young quarterback with some pressure because we like to blitz a lot. Like, let's go get it. You know what I'm saying? And and it's a short week and they can't prep the stuff that we've got. So you never know. You never know. All right. So let's get in to the details. <laughs> 